In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our God, in his perfect wisdom, and the perfect timely order that he has, he gives the church a gift. He gives the church the requiem mass, the liturgy for the departed soul. And he gives it for two divine purposes. Our offering to him of something and his offering of himself back to us. First, on the one hand, we offer up to God the prayers that the church has given us to pray for a departed soul as it departs from the body and goes before the presence of God. And we are given grace to offer up ourselves and those prayers that are effective. Why? Because the church teaches us that the very prayers it has given us, the Holy Spirit through the church has given us to pray. We are praying and joining ourselves to the very will of God. And so we pray prayers today such as, O God, whose nature and property is ever to have mercy and to forgive, forgive the soul of thy servant Samuel, command thy holy angels to receive him and bring him to the country of paradise that he might possess the joys of eternal life. We pray the, our prayers joining our love for Sammy with the perfect love of God that he has for Sammy as he created him, knit him together in his mother's womb and breathed life into him from the first moment. This is the God who loves. The second divine purpose in the Requiem Mass is what our Lord so lovingly offers to us who remain here. Because today, in this Mass, our God is active, ministering grace to us, His strength to us, His divine energies come to us so that we might grieve appropriately, that we might grieve fully in the love that we have for Sammy. And we need God's grace to grieve properly, to make it through this time. So our God is with us. And so we receive the words from St. Paul in the epistle that you heard read from 2 Thessalonians in chapter 4. Listen to this. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as those who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who fall asleep in Jesus. St. Gregory the Great, he comments on that passage of St. Paul. Listen to God through the ministry of this blessed saint as he speaks to you. St. Gregory the Great teaches us still, lest some tribulation should still remain itself in your soul. I exhort you to rest from sorrow, for it is unseemly to addict oneself to weary affliction for those of whom it is believed that they have attained to true life by dying. We who know the resurrection, who believe it and teach it, should not be too much distressed for those who depart. My friends, we grieve. He's not saying we do not grieve. But how do we grieve? We grieve right now because we loved Sammy with the love of God. 
And we grieve right now because we were loved by Sammy with the love of God. And that is healthy grieving. That is godly sorrow. We grieve because of love. We grieve because of love. Last night, Pam came up to me at the visitation and she said, Father Mark, is there a way you could share this and this? A few different things she mentioned of things that she'd seen over these last two months in Sammy's journey. And I said, I've already got it in my mind too because the reality is that the homily for a requiem mass is written in this way, observing all that God does for both the one who is departing and the ones left behind. And I do want to share with you a few things that I saw God do on behalf of Sammy and the family. Sammy had gone to the hospital and I started visiting him a few times a week immediately. And each time that I would go to him, I said, Sammy, it would be good right now for us to do the sacrament of confession and absolution. I said, Sammy, the reason for that is this, that in the sacrament of confession and absolution, God pours out his grace and his mercy, and he relieves the conscience of man. He washes away the shame of man, and right now, your body is struggling. And everything in our bodies, our soul, our minds, our emotions, they're all wrapped up together. Let's do the sacrament of confession. And let your shame be washed away so it doesn't burden you during this time. And after the third visit of my inviting that, Sammy looked at me and he said, let's do confession. And we did. And Sammy and I together experienced the incredible mercy of God being poured upon Sammy. And I saw his very countenance change because he had experienced the grace of God, the very miracle. To wash away the shame from all of his failures. I saw it right before my eyes. And that was the mark of a beginning of a new way of journeying through his last few months. Sammy went before the Lord cleansed. He went before the Lord freed. And he went before the Lord sober. Sober in body, but also sober in spirit. And we all witnessed that. What about the family? The friends? I can't tell you how many times as I would go into the room where family or friends would be that we did not experience together the profound presence of God that was in the room sustaining us and carrying us. And there was one point in that journey when Sam had called me in the morning and said Sammy had pretty much gone non-responsive. He wasn't responding to people and not responding to much at all. And so I came and I looked at them and I said, now is the time where I will still anoint for healing and we'll pray the prayers for healing, but we will also pray the prayers, the litany for the dying. And Cassie and Sam and Pam, we all prayed those prayers and I saw a change in the tears because God had met them in that moment. To grace them for a change. To grace them for the remainder of this journey. And we experienced that together, yes. We knew that God was with us. Very present. Why do I share things like that with us today? 
It's to testify to you of Jesus Christ being the resurrection and the life. That this Jesus Christ, that resurrection whom we love, is ever present with his people. In the depth of our suffering, when we are at our weakest moments, the living God steps into our reality and he reaches out and he grabs us up and he carries us through such suffering. This is Emmanuel, God with us. This is why we do not grieve as those who have no hope. And I would be remiss if I didn't keep Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life, before us all on this day. Listen to his words at the time of the death of Lazarus as he talks to Martha, who is grieving and comes to Jesus. And she says, Lord, if you had only been here, he would not have died. And Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? What was Jesus saying? He said, Martha, the resurrection is not some mere event that will simply occur in the future, even as wondrous as that is. The resurrection is not a happening. The resurrection is a person. Jesus Christ, I am the resurrection and the life. Listen to the words of St. Ambrose, who proclaims this as if Jesus is speaking to us, and he is. St. Ambrose writes, I am the voice of life that wakens the dead. I am the voice of joy that takes away sorrow and grief. I am the comfort of those who are in grief. Those who belong to me are given joy by me. I am the joy of the whole world, and I gladden all my friends and rejoice with them. I want to conclude with this, and this is for Pam and Sam. It's for all of us, but it's for Pam and Sam. We did our first Stations of the Cross through Lent Friday night. As we were going through the stations, we came to Station 8. And in Station 8, it is the meditation and the prayer where Jesus' body is being taken off of the cross and put into the arms of the Blessed Virgin Mary, his mother. I want you to listen to what's at that station. It says, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, receiving into her hands the body of her Son, our Lord. The Blessed Virgin Mary knew the grief of a parent who lost their child. Her heart was pierced with sorrow. Now listen to the prayer at that station because I have been praying this for you and I will continue. And we all pray this prayer. Listen to it. O blessed Lord Jesus, by the merits of thy precious death and burial, grant that all who mourn for the loss of loved ones may know the help of her prayers, in whose arms receive thy sacred body. May the sure and certain hope of the resurrection be unto them a strong staff with which to walk the paths ahead, guided by thy life. May it be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.